This CKNW podcast is brought to you by Destination Toyota in Burnaby, BC's number one Toyota dealer for the sales purchase experience. Mike Agarbo in studio here. We've got a few uh, Get Connected hosts with me today. I've got Graham Williams, Andy Brar, and Tasia Custodi. A little later, we'll uh, be talking about biometrics uh, using a wristband to get into your house. Or your car. Or your car. Or your turn computer. Your, or turn your, your computer passwords. on. Or make a sandwich. And it uses your heartbeat to identify you, which is pretty amazing stuff. So I can't wait to talk to, uh, to which those Which I folks. don't understand. Well, we're going to so figure it out. So we're going to figure that <laughs> out. We'll figure <laughs> it out today. Just going to put that out there. Lots of uh, stuff happening in the tech world, of course. Uh, the new iPhones uh, have gone on sale. Lineups everywhere. Uh, we also had uh, the release of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, this is a video game, for those who don't know. Uh, one of the biggest video game releases of all time. The biggest video game release. The biggest entertainment release of yes. all time. That's okay. including movies as okay, well. So this is a video game, a freaking video game. First day sales, Graham? $800 million. Yeah, in one day. Yeah. You know what the best part is? It cost like, what, $260 million to make? It did. And they made it in one day. In one day. And then $1 billion in three days. Yeah. $1 billion. <laughs> billion, $1 billion for a video game. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're going to laugh. Uh, it came out on Tuesday, Monday night at 12.01 a.m. You could get the digital download copy on the PlayStation Network. I have put in a 40-hour work week in Grand Theft Auto. I haven't slept this week. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the greatest game I've ever played. It's fantastic. What's so good about it? So there are three main characters, which is the first time it's been done in a Grand Theft Auto game. And it's this open world where you can live as these people. And you can choose to be as good or as bad as you want. Now, these guys are criminals. They, they, they rob banks. They, uh, they do jewel heists, that kind of thing. What on the streets? You can trade on the stock market, too. You huh? can trade on the stock market. I made a ton of money when... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. My, my, my teenage son... Is like showing me all this. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, you know, doing online banking and I'm trading stocks. I'm like, what kind of game is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You can actually, you can play a superhero in the game. People get robbed and you can actually run down the thieves and then return the money. It's wonderful. I love no, it. No, he was also telling me earlier that he watched himself watching television Half an hour. <laughs> I caught myself half an hour yesterday. I was 30 minutes into the game and I was watching my character watch because they put full television shows in the game. It, it's gone meta. It's, it's, we've gone one layer deeper. It's like Inception. You are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> My mother is so proud of me right now. She's, she's listening. I'm so. not going to get this game for that very reason because I will get stuck I, into that game. I also spent 45 minutes flying around in a helicopter taking in the beautiful vistas. This is one of the biggest video game yeah. uh, islands sort of experiences. <laughs> there are bigger ones. Just Cause 2 had a very big uh, play space. But this, uh, this place, Los Santos in San Andreas, which is supposed to be Los Angeles in California, um, you can actually fly over, and it's the full city, and then it's the surrounding mountains in the area. It's beautiful. Um, there's wildlife. You can go hunting. You know, it's a, it's, it's a really incredible interactive media experience. Who so. needs reality I know. Anymore? Who needs to go outside <laughs> needs real and life? interact with real people? So, uh, well, unfortunately, Graham, you're not alone. Uh, when you sell over a billion dollars of a video game, obviously there's a lot of people around the world that uh, are, are into this. Here's the thing. In two weeks, Grand Theft Auto Online is coming out. It's part yeah. of Grand Theft Auto yeah, 5. Yeah, you, you think it's big now. Wait till the online version comes out. Up to 16 people playing in one game, and you can form crews. So you can actually have two crews crews trying to complete the same heist. You can all work together. You can all work against each other. There's going to be a variety of different game modes. And the cool thing is right now it's free. Uh, you'll, you'll obviously have to pay for Xbox Live Gold on Xbox. Uh, but if you've got PlayStation Network, it's free to play online. So there's some very cool stuff happening there. So if you ever want to join a gang, you can do it <laughs> online in Grand Theft Auto. That is it. I, I did this just so I could flash some gang signs in my living room where no one can see me. 
<laughs> is the get thing. back to reality here. Um, sad news uh, out of Waterloo. Uh, looks like uh, the bad news doesn't stop happening there right now with BlackBerry. Looks like they're going to be uh, cutting 4,500 jobs uh, and taking as much as a, a billion dollar right write down yeah. on uh, unsold unsold Blackberries. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean the, the the Z10 is great hardware. You know, I think we all saw it come in and went, "Yeah, they finally done Fantastic. it. They finally got yeah. a great current piece of hardware that people should buy." But they were too late. They it were. came great reviews That's from critics, it. but they were too late. It, it, almost like the Palm. Yes, this is Palm all over again. You're absolutely yeah. right. The Palm, uh, you know, had a great new smartphone come out with the Palm Web OS. Beautiful. Beautiful operating system, yeah. nice hardware. Yeah. Induction uh, charging. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Too That's little, right. too late. Yeah. Here's here's the crazy thing. Too little, too late. BlackBerry Messenger. It's coming on iOS. iOS and Android uh, this today. Is it today? It's today. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. There are uh, So if you've got an Android phone, please be careful. There are 30 fake BBM clients in the store right now. Google's in the process of cleaning them up. But don't just download willy-nilly. You want to look for the one from BlackBerry Limited, yeah. not BlackBerry Inc., uh, iOS, it's already launched. It's in New Zealand, and it's moving its way around the world. Is it free? It's free. I don't know if they're going to charge for the service, but the app is free to download. Um, this is this might give uh, WhatsApp a run for its money now. A lot of people should. might make a switch. WhatsApp but... and Kick, they're they're great apps, but they're ugly. Yeah, you know they're they're kind of clunky. BBM is a great app and something that I've always wanted on Android and iOS. So it's great to see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's, it's but why do I need BBM? Like I already text people. I've got iMessage on iPhone. Your group message on texting is kind of a pain because yeah. you can't leave the group How message. How often do I group message people? How often do you not? Are you not group messaging? Don't you ever uh, get caught in a group message? I don't yeah. have that many friends. Everybody else you in need to play GTA. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I want to go rob a bank. The NSA is listening. It's fantastic. No, but seriously, why? It's cross-platform, right? So you get that uh, so iMessage experience. So is texting. Yeah, but I mean, texting's kind of. I can group text people. But I think the point of getting the app is because then you're not paying your international texting rates. I and think most if plans, you're working off I Wi-Fi, it's it's just all free. Most plans now have I can send free you international a, texting. A message? Oh. No, no, oh, mine no, no. doesn't. What? Actually, the, the you know, carriers it was the carriers. The, ca- the yeah. carriers should have made something like BBM or WhatsApp. You know, they they totally missed the mark on there by like texting is so old school now when you think about it you can't send like well i guess you could send like audio and video clips but you're gonna charge a lot oh you get charged the, per per message exactly and it's expensive and the fact that it goes through wi-fi well why not why have exactly. why go through the data of your of your network if you can just through do it through wi-fi Speak, data speaking point? of wi-fi and kind of on the same topic uh ios 7 this week facetime audio which is a really weird name for it uh, if you guys, if you've got an iOS yeah. device that's on iOS seven, try it's it an, out. An iPhone. The yeah. quality is fantastic. You can actually do it on an iPad as well, which is great because you can actually hold your iPad mini up to your head, so you look like you've got a Samsung Galaxy Mega. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no phablet. So, okay. again, again, um, why why wouldn't I just phone someone? Quality. The quality on FaceTime audio is fantastic. It's it's like it's CD quality audio as opposed to that. You know. Is it of, because great. lately actual FaceTime? Really? Not so good. Really? <laughs> yeah, over Wi-Fi, always have issues lately. So it's, it's the craziest thing. My parents live in the boondocks in Ontario, right? And they're actually on 3G internet, which costs them a fortune. And I've actually noticed an increase in quality in FaceTime in the last two or three months. It's got like, it used to be like blurry and choppy, and now it's gone mm-hmm. full HD. And their bill is lower, which is weird. I don't know if Apple's doing some sort of new compression, but it, it looks good. Hmm. No one will FaceTime with me. You I'll don't FaceTime call. with you, Mike. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about. You don't about. pick up when I call. 
I want to play Grand Theft Auto. I see you six days a week anyway. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, biometrics is going to be the next topic we're going to talk about after the break. Uh, obviously, with the 5S, the iPhone 5S, they've got a fingerprint scanner built into it. So uh, many people think that will legitimize biometrics or fingerprint scanning for technology. Yeah. The technology has been out for a number of years now. I, I had it in a Dell laptop. Yeah. Never freaking worked. Uh, I also had it in my Motorola Atrix smartphone yes. back a couple years ago. That was awesome. Yeah. But that was like two years ago. I know. But it, it wasn't mainstream. Now it it's going mainstream. On. Now it's about to go mainstream with Apple using the it. The one thing, though, with uh, the Motorola one, like you had to be pretty precise on yeah. it. If you didn't, then you had to keep swiping. So uh, I haven't tried the 5S yet, so I'm hoping that the, um, the fingerprint scanner is a little more accurate. Mm-hmm. But we're going to find out uh, more about my biometrics uh, with a bracelet after the break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. Imagine this. No more keys, no more passwords. You just unlock everything with a bracelet. On the line right now, we've got Carl Martin. He's the CEO of Bionim. Thanks for joining us today, Carl. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell us about your technology. So it's a wristband called the NIMI, and what it does is when you put it on, it actually knows it's you. It authenticates your identity based on your unique heart rhythm. And so this is many years of research behind this uh, that allows us to use your heart rhythm as a biometric. And since it knows that it's you, now you can use it to unlock everything. So it communicates to the outside world using Bluetooth, unlock your phone, unlock your car, unlock physical locks. Um, there's a world of possibilities as to how you could use your identity with this. This sounds crazy, but obviously, you know, to unlock my house, I would have to have um, something built in there to, to handle this. Right. Actually, it's interesting. In the past uh, six months, there's been a, a ton of Bluetooth locks. You can actually buy them now, put one on your front door, and uh, with our wristband, you just walk up. We have simple gesture controls as well. Make a simple flick of the wrist, and your door's unlocked. And this actually works. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very important. Part of my skepticism. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so you're saying that it's recognizing your your heart rhythm. Like, is that like a resting heart rate? Like, what if Tasia yeah. is being chased yeah. by bad people and she's trying to get to her car? I mean, and obviously her heart rate is going to be elevated. Is it going to work or not work? Right. So it's actually not based on your heart rate. Uh, we're looking at the ECG. That's the electrocardiogram. You know, that's the thing that doctors uh, use, that blip blip on the screen. Um, it's the shape of that wave that is uh, unique to you because it's based on the, the position of your heart, the shape of your heart. And uh, when your heart rate's elevated, it, uh, it doesn't really change the shape. It just goes faster. And this works. <laughs> <laughs> how, how often does it take a sample? Is it when you just put it on? Is it every couple of minutes? What's, what does so, that look like? Yeah, actually the way it works is when you put it on um, to capture the ECG, you have to touch it with your opposite hands for a few seconds. And that's what this closes the loop with your body. And that's when we're initially authenticating you. After that, when you let go, we're just continuously monitoring to make sure it hasn't been taken off your wrist. Uh, so if somebody tries to rip it off or slip it off, it immediately deactivates. So someone could take this, but if they put it on their wrist, it's not going to work. Exactly. As soon as it's off your wrist, it's deactivated. When they put it on their wrist, it knows that it's not you. It's, it's pretty interesting because like the potential of this, you know, the fact that it's using Bluetooth. Carl, how is it powered? How is this whole thing working? So it has a little battery in there. It's rechargeable, and uh, it lasts about a week on a charge. 
and then you have to plug it in basically to yeah so uh you know one night a week uh, plug it in and then in the morning you're ready to go again and what what oh sorry when are you looking to release this so right now you can pre-order it and that uh, reserves uh, your unit for when we fully uh, ship it out, which is around April of next year. And how much? Uh, if you pre-order it now, it's $79. Wow. So you mentioned that you can, uh, you've got gesture control in there. You can sort of open things with a flick of a wrist. Have you thought about talking to J.J. Abrams and doing a tie-in with Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to talk with him. Uh, I think uh, James Bond uh, might have a use for it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a high-tech James Bond, you know? Yeah. You know, tuxedos on one side, Jedi robes on the other. I could see this being huge. Absolutely. So I was talking uh, with some of the, the folks about this yesterday. I think, Tasia, uh, you had a problem uh, with the whole fashion aspect of it. I did. So you have to wear it on your wrist, right? Because it's, it's taking your EKG. It's not like I could just stick it in my purse and then it's almost like a fob at that point And then I just walk up to my device and it unlocks right. or opens but you know if it was like a tiffany bracelet <laughs> she just wants it in pink just make sure you make it in pink you know, we're just in first generation right now and uh, i think next generation tiffany will be on board so you're saying bling is sort of a 2.0 feature exactly okay. i mean it's wearable technology and you know we get it out there as a first go to see how people feel about it but uh wristband is actually not the only possibility necklace is a possibility a waistband anklet uh, there's, there's a lot of things we could be doing in the future. Headband. <laughs> Bring back the headband, you know? <laughs> well, this is, uh, this is cool technology. Where was it developed? Uh, so we are a spinoff of the University of Toronto. Uh, myself and my co-founder were uh, PhD graduates in electrical and computer engineering. And so many years there prior to us founding the company. And then uh, we launched the company about two years ago to make this happen. What do you think about the new Apple uh, iPhone 5S and uh, its fingerprint scanner and, you know, kind of bringing biometrics to the forefront here? Do you think that's going to help uh, your, your bracelet? Um, well, I think it certainly brings awareness to, uh, to you know, new ways uh, that uh, can certainly make people's lives easier. But at the same time, we kind of looked at that and thought, hmm, this looks very uh, 1994. You know, <laughs> I think we're a fair bit uh, beyond uh, what Apple is doing. It, it's just, uh, you know, you, your fingerprints you leave everywhere, right? You're not leaving your electrocardiogram anywhere where anybody can pick it up, but you are with your fingerprints. We should probably point out that the uh, 5S doesn't actually use your physical fingerprints. It uses a subdermal uh, scan of your finger, right? Sure. So I mean, it's really? Using the did you just shape. go there? I did just go there. <laughs> I, I, I feel the need to clarify that. So. Not dermal, subdermal. Subdermal. Okay. Yeah, the um, it, it's, I mean, it's looking at the shape of, of your fingerprint, so it's not just a flat fingerprint, but I can tell you that can be replicated, and it's, it's, it's happening right now. Very cool. So this is launching uh, shortly this year? Yep. So it's available for pre-order now, but early next year is when we will ship it. And where can people get more info about this? So the name of the product is NIMI, N-Y-M-I, and if you go to getnimi.com, you can uh, go there, read about it, and pre-order. Very cool. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. Talking about biometric bracelets to open your car doors and house and this is not the first your phone. This is not the first time we've heard about this. You guys remember that that one thing? It was all things digital. They showed a guy swallowing a pill, and yes. it made the entire body a password. And there was. Can you imagine the health implications of all of this? <laughs> this is just the one. Very futuristic. The I'll other concern I have, besides fashion, Mike, <laughs> is dying. <laughs> is, is also dying. But that is actually a really good question. What happens if, like, you wear this bracelet and it controls, say, your whole life? Like, it unlocks my computer, all my passwords, my bank accounts. 
I die, what happens now? Can my husband access my accounts? How does this work? If well, I keep does it you, still if, take my EKG if, if we my were, heart's not if beating? If we were to keep you artificially alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that you could have Concerning. multiple you know, well, it, it's, bracelets working. It, and it's just like the, the iPhone 5S, right, yeah. where you can fall back to a passcode. I think you would still need to have a passcode. You'd still want a traditional key, Yeah. right? Um, it makes me feel like a bionic woman. Which is awesome. Yeah, who doesn't want to be a bionic woman? I mean, gentlemen, who doesn't want to be a bionic woman? <laughs> but uh, another thing we saw was uh, a tattoo. They were making tattoos that you could yeah. actually unlock. So this whole biomet, this is, this is where the future is heading, right? Because we all need passwords, and nobody likes remembering passwords. So if you can automate it like that, it would be really, really cool. I, I like the bracelet idea. I, I don't want something sort of integrated into me. I want something I can oh. take off and not be connected. So I, I think this, this NIMI thing is kind of cool. I'm going to have to look into it. I'm going to open up the phone lines. We're going to go uh, open line on Get Connected. Take any of your tech calls. We'll be your on-air tech support or give you buying advice. 604-280-9898, 1-877-399-9898. Andy, quickly, the prize this week. we got an excellent prize this week. We're giving away the iShower Bluetooth speaker. If you sing in the shower, you're definitely going to want to enter this contest. It's a Bluetooth speaker that you put right inside your shower. It's a waterproof. Well, it's not waterproof, but it can handle water. It's water-resistant. And what's really cool about it is it has controls on it. So you could actually switch different songs. And the most amazing thing about this, I've tried it out, is the range. The Bluetooth range or the, the Bluetooth range on this is phenomenal. Like we're talking over 50 feet yeah. and it's still operating with your smartphone. So you can keep it in your kitchen and be showering and listening to music. Go to our website. So this thing's been in your shower? It's in my shower. <laughs> Not the one that we're giving away. Oh, but. Yeah. Yeah, I just, just wanted to clarify that. To enter, go to my website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. You could also enter by retweeting on Twitter and liking it on Facebook. 604-280-9898 the phone line. We're going open line on Get Connected when we come back. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. We're going to go open line right now, 604-280-9898. If you're long distance, it's free to call one eight seven seven. Did I get that right? One eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. I'm getting old. <laughs> you certainly are. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Going to jump here to the phone lines. We got Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, morning, folks. Well, this morning I got up and did like most people did, checked my emails, and then it was time to upgrade my Apple devices to iOS seven. Yes. Um, just a quick comment for those, you guys probably know this, but for those guys out there listening who have the old iPhone 3S or 3, it's not compatible, so don't bother trying to upgrade it. Uh, secondly, I did do my iPad mini. Um, first impressions, haven't had a chance to play with it, but first impressions, not really impressed with the uh, appearance. It's pretty simplistic. I thought the old icons and the way they worked were a little bit... Uh, more vibrant in color and, and, and texture and stuff like that. Now, the upside, I suppose, to that, and you guys can answer the question, is uh, maybe a little less memory involved in keeping all these wonderful, good-looking things going. Is that, uh, is that the way to go, or have you guys had a chance to play with it, or what's the story? On the Mini, the, the iOS 7 is not optimized for non-retina displays, and the Mini is one of the few iOS devices that still comes with a non-retina display. Um, does it use less memory? Absolutely not. You've got to think this is a forward-thinking operating system, um, which means that they're looking for a, a new look, a new feel. Uh, is it necessarily the best thing? I mean, I don't particularly like a couple, a couple of the icons. Safari looks hideous, but that's just my opinion, and clearly I don't work for Apple in California. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we have heard rumors that we're going to be seeing a Retina Mini next month, 
But this update is not necessarily for those of us Mini owners. Now, you got to remember the Mini is an iPad 2 in a smaller case, right? Yep. <clears throat> um, so Also, but, to but, his point about the 3 and 3G, you know, if you have an iPhone 4, I don't recommend going to iOS 7. One of the because you're going to find that the battery is going to be drained more. It's going to work slowly, and you can't go back. So that's something that you would really want to consider. You know, not not true. You can actually go back right now. You can. Yeah, and for the next two weeks, Apple is going to be continue, continue to be signing six point one point four. So you can download the old iOS, and you can regress by downloading that file and then doing the uh, the option click or the control click to restore to it. It's not an easy thing. For it's no. If, oh, you, no. if if that has just confused you, uh, then yeah, you're not going to be able to do it yourself. Um, I mean, with iOS seven, obviously this is this is like iOS one. They've they've mm-hmm. they've rebooted. They've re, they've given it a whole new look. Ah. Is this going to evolve? Absolutely. Um, this is why exactly to that point is a good rule of thumb for everyone to keep in mind is. Don't necessarily jump on the bandwagon and upgrade right away on the first iteration of anything. Always wait it out because, like yesterday, Buggy. they already yeah. had another update. Why? Because there were so many bugs. Yeah. Why would you put yourself through that? You, I had people on my Facebook spending hours trying to get the new iOS 7. They lost all their contacts. They lost their apps, this and that. And, you know, all these bugs. And then people can access the phone. That's it's Even though it's not your fingerprint. You know, all these issues just wait it out a couple weeks See, you know here's and just the thing, take though. it easy we've already got another update two days later so just you know wait it out when six came out i did that i waited a few months till you know they had a really good version of it i knew okay i'm going to need a new youtube app and these other things and you kind of know what you're going to need to do and then you upgrade it's a way smoother transition for you especially with this because it is a different look and it feels very similar to android Yes. Um, the the yes. entire operating system, the colors, the swipes, the full screen. It's it's very Android like. So I feel like it won't be quite as intuitive for people right away. So the the great thing about the iPhone is it's super intuitive, right? You think, oh, I should be able to do this, and you can. That's how it works. And I think it it might take a bit of extra minutes for people to kind of get on board with the new look because. Things might not be where they thought there would be. The control center is different, and and it might take some time. So I would just wait. Everybody take a breath. If you're on a four or under, definitely don't do it. I'm on a four S. I still haven't done it. I'm going to wait another till there's another update or so. Give it a try. Oh, I have big, terrible big, battery life big anyway. Chicken. Yeah, yeah. Here's right? the thing. Not everybody should wait though, because we need the brave few to forge ahead, <laughs> like, to like, like yourself, things, to right? find the bugs, right? And, and so. to those out there. We salute you. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? When you're dealing with a product that has so many users, yeah. uh, there's you know inevitably going to be some issues. There's no question, right? So, and you're going to crashed see... the app store. Well, because so many people were it downloading crashed it. it. That, yeah. that actually, on that note, here's the crazy thing: thirty-five percent of iOS devices out there right now are running iOS seven. That's amazing. That right? that adoption that, that blows fast. away. It yeah. blows away iOS six. Yeah. It blows away Android four point three, four point two, four point one, four point zero. It's it's the most installed mobile operating system out there right now. That's crazy. In less than a week, people were ready for a change. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rare and I've generally, oh, yeah. I've generally, I, honestly, I haven't put it on my my regular phone yet, but I've heard generally good reviews. I like about it. it. Yeah, so far, it's different. Yeah, right. Well, you know, it is like Teja mentioned. It's very inspired by Android. So, for you know, as an Android guy, and, and Android was inspired by. <laughs> Well, people's have turned. Yeah. I would actually right? say it's probably more inspired by Windows Phone. Myself, that as well, yeah. But um, you know, they they have done, they have forged their own way. So, good good for them. <laughs> We're going to jump here to uh, another call. We've got Tom on the line. Hey, Tom. Yeah, um, just got a new computer this week. 
And I'm wondering, is there any, I have this problem with my old computer, too. Is there any way, uh, when I'm downloading, you've got two personalities, basically, myself, my wife. She's a gamer. I'm more utilities and computer maintenance applications I download. But it shows up on her desktop. When she downloads a game, it shows up on my desktop. Is there any way to avoid that? Yes. Are you using a Windows PC? Yeah, Windows 8. Yeah, so inside there, you can go into the uh, in the control panel, I think. You can set up your system uh, profiles. So you can have one, your wife can have one. So when you boot up the computer, you're going to have your own desktop, basically. So it's it's great because multiple people can use the same computer, but it feels like it's their own. It sounds like he's got that. What what you really need to do here is set up a single user as an administrator and then set your wife and yourself up as non-administrator levels. Yeah. Um, when you're installing software, use the administrator to install it and select which user you want to install for, right? Because um, you'll have the opportunity to say, Can I, do I install this for everybody or do I install this for specific users? Choose specific users at that point. The, the super simple solution just delete the icon off your desktop. It's going to be installed either way. Um, you will have the option as you're installing, uh, if both users are set up as administrator, to install for everyone or to install just for yourself, you can say, just install for me. So that's something that you do at install time. Yeah. And you should be able to find that in the, I think it's the control. I'm getting confused. I don't even use Windows very much anymore. That, that's actually in the install routine for each program. It has to be written into the install routine, but most programs are doing it now. Yeah. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get the app of the week from Tasia. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams, Andy Brar, and Tasia Custodi. It's time for the app of the week brought to you by Roam Mobility. Stop turning off your phone when you travel to the U.S. Use Roam Mobility and get unlimited talk and text from $3 per day. Available at roammobility.com. Tasia. It's called Wonderlist. Spelt with a U, not an O for wonder. And normally I wouldn't do like a task manager kind of app or a to-do list app because we have so many and I use, you know, you can use your notepad for that, whatever. Um, this one's great because of the collaboration features on it. So you can collaborate with coworkers or family and share tasks and to-do lists and deliverables and timelines. Um, you can upload links to it, photos to it, maps to it. So if you're taking a family vacation and you want to know places to eat, things to do, you can kind of keep track of all of that. Plus, if you upload all your photos to it, it kind of acts as a reminder of what you guys did at that trip, how much fun you had, things you want to do next time, maybe not do again. Uh, for business, it's amazing because if you're working collaborating with a team, everybody can get on Wonderlist and you can have your main project as a task and then do all your subtasks and check them off as you go. It's a great little app. It works across all your devices too. Very cool. That's the app of the week from Tasia Custody, brought to you by Rome Mobility. Travel free from U.S. roaming fees with Rome Mobility. All plans include unlimited talk and text, plus free calls back to Canada. Available at RomeMobility.com. We're going to go back here to the phone lines. We are open line here on Get Connected, 604-280-9898. Long distance, 1-877-399-9898. We'll jump here to Malcolm. Hey, Malcolm. Oh, good morning. Yes, uh, I wanted to know if you know anything about OpenText and Linux operating system, which they operate from. What did you want to know about it? Uh, what they do exactly. I, I'm, I used to be a shareholder, but I'm quite confused about what they do. Anyone? I've got a buddy that works for OpenText. I haven't the slightest idea what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. He used to work for AMD and uh, jumped over to OpenText. I never actually bothered to ask him. I, sh I should jump on LinkedIn and see what he actually does. Yeah, you know yeah. We'll, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah, Malcolm, we'll get back to you on that. I'll have to uh, look into OpenText and Linux and how that's all all together. Thanks for phoning in. 
going to jump here to Myron on the line. Hey, Myron. Hi, how are you doing? Good. What can we do for you? Well, I have a question regarding web design. I developed a website for my company, and it's for the desktop, but I also want to have a mobile look so that on iPhones and Blackberries and so on and so forth, uh, the website comes out entirely different with a much more uh, sleek design geared to the mobile device. And this is very common practice to do this. And in order to do that, I need to redirect somebody who types in my URL to automatically go to the mobile site if it encounters a mobile device. And this works perfectly on the iPhone. It works fine on Galaxy phones. And it works fine on all phones except for the new Blackberries. <laughs> so I called Blackberry uh, yesterday and asked him, I said, what's going on? How is it that the mobile redirect that I've created for my website to go uh, to the mobile phone does not discover the mobile um, site on the BlackBerry. Instead, it loads up the desktop site, which, of course, looks kind of funny on a, on a tiny phone. Yeah. And uh, he says, well, no, no, uh, that's, uh, that's your problem. He says, uh, we have the best operating system, we have the best phones, <laughs> and uh, it's not working, and, you know, you have to go and figure out what to do because, uh, you know, it's, it's your problem. I said, well, no, no, I don't think it's my problem. I think it's more a BlackBerry problem. I said, why would it work on all the other devices except Blackberries? I said, maybe you could escalate me to a higher level. So they escalated me to a higher level. And I spoke to somebody who was supposedly a bit more knowledgeable and had to explain the whole thing all over again to them. And they just said the exact same thing. They said, no, no, this is the latest phone, the latest uh, Blackberries. We're the leading phone company. Uh, we have the best phones. We have the best operating system. And, um, you know, you'll have to go and try to figure out what to do from your end uh, if it's not working. Well, you might not have to worry about that too much longer. <laughs> I think they were protecting their jobs. Yeah, I know that's interesting. You know, obviously, uh, you know, when you're designing websites, especially for mobile, uh, you know, there's so many different factors to uh, to take in there. But uh, theoretically, it should be working if you are directing to a mobile site. I, I don't have an answer as to why the new BlackBerry uh, 10 operating system isn't working. It's kind of a stupid thing to say to you, though, and it's... not try to... Help it it doesn't make, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me right now because the user agent should be identifying as you know a BlackBerry or a Playbook, and you should be able to use that to load the appropriate site that you want to load. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was actually just taking a quick look on, online here, and it seems like the the opposite was the problem about a year ago, where the Playbook was identifying as mobile, and everybody wanted to use the desktop site. So it's exactly the opposite problem that the caller just had. So it looks like they com somebody complained, they flipped a switch and. You know, that's kind of where it is. You should be able to use user agent, though, to direct to the site that you want it to go to. Yeah. That, that, that's just, that's a, that, that's a problem on his end, not on BlackBerry's end. Yeah. So that's a coding issue, and I would, I would follow up on that. And with so many people, you know, going on the internet with, through these mobile devices, you're seeing a lot of people making mobile websites. Yeah. Just for that, for that purpose, because the, the type of website you would make for a desktop is not the same on, on a mobile site. You know, you're going to have less icons. It's going to be more, you know, easy to navigate. And so a lot of companies are doing that, but uh, I can't figure that out. That's and the answer that the BlackBerry gave him was just like it's pretty bad to say we have the best operating system. We also have a billion dollars of uh, you know unused inventory, <laughs> and there'll be less people to call back soon. Exactly. I get to go to New York next week. That's right. Apple's uh, sending me there to check out the new iPhone. 5S. So now I know you do this every year. They send you down. Uh, typically, yeah. it's been Toronto, though. Yeah, kind of interesting. And so what what happens? Like they they just sit you down and yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, obviously I'm I'm part of the the media. Yeah. Uh, so they they give me a, a one on one briefing. They have some Apple folks come in 
uh, obviously they they do a number of these throughout the uh, the day or the days and uh, they basically sit down with me and then go through all the new features of the phone and the new operating system so it's it's actually pretty good because they're able to point out a lot of cool features mm-hmm. on there now the interesting thing is uh, Microsoft surface the surface 2 there's an event in New York at around the same time yeah thanks for inviting me Microsoft yeah <laughs> I'm being sarcastic I know it's uh, we had to actually ask and request you know to, to, I just to go which I is weird yeah I don't get it I don't get it like they're really trying hard to be a player in this whole space, you know, mobile computing, tablets, and uh, trying to get anything out of those guys, you yeah. know, for us to talk mm-hmm. about on the show. And it's yeah. like pulling teeth. It's pulling teeth. Did you guys hear the how Balmer said he, he admitted that he really missed that whole phone thing back in the in the early two thousands? It was it was funny because when what did he, you say he, he missed the whole phone thing, <laughs> not not in those words, just but like that. <laughs> he underestimated how big mobile was going to be. He was so focused on Windows yeah. that that they just didn't even think that he this did the was going to take with off. The internet. Yeah. Back in the 90s. Yeah. They, got, they, they, <laughs> they came did. to it late. They but, came very late. But they managed to come back. I mean, Internet Explorer 4, that was really when they kind of hit, right? Yeah. And I think they were expecting to do the same thing with Windows Mobile. They were, we're, we're established. We're here. We've got the hardware. And Steve Ballmer, when the iPhone came out, said, it's no big deal. No one's going to buy this thing. It's way too expensive. Yes. Yes. And he was right. It was way too expensive. But in two months, you know, there was what, like a $400 price drop, something like that? Yeah. They brought it down to a couple hundred dollar price point on a contract. And, and that was that. It was over. Like, game over. Mm-hmm. Monopoly See, player. what's different between the 90s and the whole internet thing when they missed that, they basically controlled the computing world. Everyone had Windows. Yeah. So they already had control there. So just by, you know, making their own internet browser, they could control that space. They can't control that space yeah. anymore because they don't control the mobile world. But like Microsoft has a history of coming late to the game and taking over. You know, when we think about, you know, Microsoft Word, before that there was Word Perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was what everybody used and they got in there and they just dominated the it. Lotus 123. Lotus 123, they, they brought Excel and then dominated that. It's it's funny cuz Google is now playing that role. They used to say Microsoft would embrace, extend and exterminate, right? They would adopt a new technology, they would extend it with their own proprietary stuff and then they would kill it. Yeah. Right? And they did that thousands of times. Google's starting to do that now. They're starting to eat up little players, and then you see the, the little player's product disappear, and then you see the new product come out. That's the Google version that's not as good as what was coming from these other guys. But it's under the Google banner, so everybody wants it because it's part of their Google account. I'm seeing Google become Microsoft, and I like it less and less every day. It's one of those things where I want them to be better. I want them to be the Google that was three years ago. you know. But I look at it, and I'm like, everybody that they eat, I worry a little bit more. Well, what's interesting is the fact that Microsoft bought Nokia now. We're, we're seeing a software company going to a hardware company. And then you look at what's going on with BlackBerry. You have a hardware company trying to become almost like a software service-based company. So it's a very the interesting time. The grass is always greener. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. And you've got to think, in 2007, the number one player was Nokia in that hardware space. How the mighty have fallen. This could happen to Apple, right? They could be the next Nokia. The contest one more time, Eddie. We're giving away the iShower Bluetooth speaker. This is a speaker that you dock inside your shower, and you can listen to music and sing in the shower. You have to go to my website to check this out, www.getconnectedmedia.com, or you can increase your chances by liking the contest on our Facebook page and retweeting it on Twitter for your chance to win the iShower by iDevices. It's a fabulous thing. I use it every morning. You know, like to do some little singing in the shower before when I get up. Sounds better when you have music in the background. Can we get a recording of that? <laughs> no, we can't. I want to thank uh, all the people and, and companies that help put Get Connected together. Our sponsors, London Drugs. Uh, also, our app of the week uh, sponsor, Roll Mobility at rollmobility.com. 
Uh, today we've got uh, Dominic on the controls, aka Dominique. Uh, we've all. <laughs> oh, I'm getting cut off here. You got to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Williams, Andy Barrar, and Tej Custody, of course, Christina Stoyanova on uh, on the Twitter as well. This is the Get Connected team logging off. We'll see you again next week.